You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Cancel the MK Ultra. We love molesting children network just because Mandalorian's off. Oh, I mean the Disney Channel. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the watch list. Nothing will save you from it. <laughs> I'm so off because right now we can't hear the intro music. We're in Studio Four tonight, uh, which the number here is two four eight eight three eight three six six one. So we had to kind of guess at when we uh, we we jump in. Is Studio 4 going to be our our studio from now on? No, just uh, this week because... Oh, wait a minute. Uh I don't know. I I mean, if you stay on this week frequency, then yeah, because that other show is going to be in Studio 3. Oh, okay. Just let me know. Okay, so they're every other week. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. (laughs) I like 4. It's fine. (laughs) 3, 4, 5, 5. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But how have you guys been? Fantastic. How about you? Good. Pretty good. I was just telling about Holly about a job interview uh, I just went on, Ooh. just for the hell of it. Just um, for that. Not a job that you wanted, but... Yeah, it was one of those, like, they reached out to me. I'm like, okay, what the hell? So um, it was a, a sales position, and... <laughs> It's funny because it was one of those places where, and they were called 31LC. Well, when I got there, that's not what they were called. Um, they were called a different group, and now that escapes me. But, um, so that was a red flag. And the website, and my boyfriend works in advertising, and him and his coworkers were trying to look at the website, and they're like, we still don't understand what they do. Hmm. And it was a whole lot of business terms just strung together like teamwork organizing brainstorm branding teamwork branding marketing and i'm like none of this makes sense <laughs> but it didn't give you any actual product that no that's weird. it said nothing but like what we do we brainstorm team organize branding market i'm like that doesn't make any sense you're just stringing terms <laughs> together those are just words pushed hey. together so I'm like, I'm not stupid, but I went and like I filled out um, the sign in sheet and this guy comes out and he says, um, you know, he's like, hey, he has a very droning voice. And he's a very tall guy. And he's like, hi, are you can't say, OK, so I'll take you back, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes. And the funny thing was, and I told Holly this when I signed in, they said, what are three things you look for in a company? And number one was transparency. Right. <laughs> and uh because I knew I had a feeling it was going to be bullshit. So I go in there and he's asked me about my sales experience and what I've been doing for the last five years, blah, blah, blah. Was it and, Kirby vacuum or something? No. Sorry. <laughs> I just had to ask. Well, it, it might be. I it, wanted to like guess and see if I got it right. <laughs> it might be. I'm not going to say no. And here's why. Because he goes, well, let me tell you a little bit about what we do. <laughs> he like it was a I'm thinking this whole time I'm like I know this guy I've seen you before yeah. and he points over to the wall and goes <laughs> this is one of our uh, product companies and it was something health but it was a heat pack that 
you press the coin inside of it and it heats up or you can freeze it. It's actually really impressive. And I told Holly, and Holly has seen this before. I saw that guy do a demo inside of a mire. And literally like a month before that, I, you know, I was changing my whole mindset and I'm like, oh, I'm going to uh, like stop for these. <laughs> this sounds stupid now that I'm saying it. But I was like, oh, I'm at my ear. I heard the announcer like, in three minutes, we're going to have uh, one of those like things. I'm like, I did the what? same thing, Fuck Holly. It. I'm going to go. Yeah, because, I did the same thing. You know, I, I just watched Yes Man and I'm like, <laughs> you're trying to be a nicer <laughs> yeah. person. I was like, I'm going to just say yes to everything. And I sat through a 15 minute spiel of that. And it actually is really cool, especially um, since we do massage, because I thought you could use that on your um, clients. But uh, at then they tell you it's $40 in. Um, I'm like, do I really want to spend $40 right Yeah, now? I didn't I'm have like, the extra no. 40 at the time. It was pretty impressive. Then I'm like, oh, my God. I watched your presentation in Roseville Meyer. <laughs> Holy shit. And then I'm like, you looked like you hated life. <laughs> and then I'm thinking to myself, like, as soon as I left, I researched the name of the company. Gosh, guys, I'm going to have to tell you it next time. But when I looked it up, um, it, on Glassdoor, where all the former employees post, they go, it's one of those jobs. They pay you $10 an hour working 40 hours a week to like stand inside of a Costco and sell whatever they want you to sell that week. Nope. And I'm like, oh my God. They're like, if you can breathe and you have a car, you're hired. Right. Oh, so they're like a product marketing company and they market a bunch of products for people. Have people do demos and. Yeah. It's almost like a pyramid scheme. I'm like, oh my God. Well, shit. If you're going to spend that much time in grocery stores, you might as well do shipped and <laughs> make okay money, you know? And I right. actually thought that they did the, because they do a lot of that stuff at the, um, the modeling agencies and the acting agencies because they send out things for, um, uh, you know, selling alcohol but also um you know products of that nature so i always w thought that that's what those people were coming from very um but hey i mean some people need that job but if you're it's that's, not it's not like but it's not your thing it's not your like you don't want to stand in a mire and you don't want to sell it because you're not passionate about it that's no. the thing and like jason was like because i found him on linkedin and he was like I wonder if you can just put them on blast on LinkedIn. I go, that's exactly what I said. Holly goes, some people need that job. Yeah. Some people just out of high school, just trying to, you know, pay for their books. Like, mm -hmm. let them have that job. That's why they exist. But they shouldn't front as a business, teamwork, marketing, branding, business, right. teamwork, marketing, branding. I think it's mostly because if people knew it, they probably wouldn't really show up. That's exactly oh, what it is. Right. Kirby Vacuum did yeah. some shady shit like that years ago, too. You never knew that you were going in there to interview to right. sell freaking vacuums. You're like, oh, marketing company. Okay, right. I'll go interview there. And then they're like, and you'll be selling vacuums. We're going right. to groom never you for management. mind. Okay. So you can tell no. people where to go. I yeah. told Casey, no I'm like, I'm like, I was scared for you for a minute when you're telling me the story because there's so much sex trafficking nowadays. Yeah. You can show up to a building and be like, uh... This is not what I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, right? Jeez. So, yeah. So you're not taking the job, eh? Uh, no. <laughs> I respectfully declined. Hard pass. That's like $10 an hour. I'm like, grocery people at, our grocers at um, Aldi's are making eleven twenty five. Yeah, at Costco, you make like 14 or 15 an hour to start there. And good insurance. Yeah, and you get benefits. And I'm sure paid holidays and stuff because it's Costco and... He's an actual, you know, 
company or corporation that actually cares about its employees. So, yeah. you know, I know a lot of people that enjoyed working at Costco. Probably. I mean, if you're taking care of your people, they're not going to hate their job as much, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I saw um, a picture for Aldi hiring for, I think, 14 or $15 an hour with benefits. <laughs> I believe it. I didn't know so, Aldi was a, a worldwide thing. When I was in Ireland, I saw a commercial for Aldi. Oh, really? Aldi Europe. And I'm like, oh, really? What? I thought it was just a Michigan thing, too. Like a small Michigan chain, you yeah. know, discount chain. Oh, no, it's international. And they're like, yeah, Aldi has been around for a long time. Huh. The discount store. I'm like, get the I fuck out of here. I not know that. Look at me learning things. I really only thought there was the one. Uh, there's one in like, was it Roseville on Gratiot? Yep. And for the longest time, I was like, oh, this is like That's a, a single one. store. I didn't know it was an actual like chain or anything. Oh, that's the good one? Yeah, that's the good one. The one by my house is shit. That's the one in East Point. Oh, I'm everything like, in East Point I is will shit. Drive, yeah, I will, <laughs> I will drive to Gratiot. fucking it. city. It's like, yeah, it's pretty much like you go from where I live in St. Clair Shores, like the Wizard of Oz. Uh-huh. You know, like the Land of Oz, and then like you go over there and you're like in buttfuck Kansas. Like <laughs> <laughs> even worse. Like What's it was, up it with was, this place? It was post- Tornado, like it's bad. <laughs> yeah, tornado took everybody's money too, unfortunately. Yeah, East Point's a garbage can. My gr- my parents still live there. I mean, their street is like nice. There's like nice streets. Yeah, no offense to anybody who lives in East Point. East Point. I've like, lived in East Point for most of my life. I grew so up I'm in Taylor. I can't talk. Hating just to hate. I'm hating because I lived there for a long time yeah. and I can. Right, right. So I, I really shouldn't be talking, but uh, my yeah. buddy David Hayes. Um, he said to me once, he goes, I'm old enough to remember when they called East Point Detroit. Oh, right. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, I moved there, like, I hung out there in seventh and eighth grade because my sister went to schools over there. And I don't know, it wasn't uh, like it is now. You know, it's just, I mean, it was still trashy, but wasn't like an absolute like dumpster. Now it's just an absolute I f- dumpster. I feel bad for those people. And I think it's, it's, it's who runs your government. That's what yep. it is. Some people. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Shady business probably going on over there. Yeah, well, at least I know where to get my drugs. <laughs> right. It's just right down the street. I wonder why you were over there lately. <laughs> it's not just La Plaza Mexican. That was really the real job. <laughs> like, I'm seriously, like, one mile from La Plaza. Uh, La Plaza is a Mexican place, and... um because when I moved to St. Clair, I'm like, there's no good Mexican places around here. And I had a client, and they were like, you are like five minutes from La Plaza. They go, oh, that's on the East Point side. I'm like, mm, this is a little hole in the wall. I go in there. And uh, they were slaying it in takeout, though. I'm like, wow, this is like hundreds of dollars in takeout. Is that on 10 Mile? Uh, it is on uh, 9 Mile. I've been there before. They do have good Mexican oh food. Oh, my God. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So La Plaza, shout out. <laughs> Um, anyway, the only place on the east side to eat Mexican. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it really is. Pretty much. Because everywhere else that I went was garbage. Just bland. <laughs> Not good. Mm-mm. So, anywho, Holly is the one who came prepared today. <laughs> I got some more time on my hands. I mean, I, I, I could talk I about I got to make up for all the times where I didn't. Huh? I, I mean, I could talk about the other night when I was. We talk about sleep paralysis a lot on this show, but I'm going to talk about it one more time. Um, 
I was telling Holly that, and this is a very short story. The other night, like I like to go to bed early because I get up really early. Um, but I was laying awake in bed um, till three in the morning, and I sleep with a sleep mask on now, mm-hmm. just so I don't get sleep paralysis or see weird freaky demon shit. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, and uh, plus Jason has the blinds cracked because he gets up for a cigarette in the middle of the night and he wants to see. And I'm like, I can't yeah. do that. Like, I need it dark. So do I. It's got to be pitch black when I'm sleeping. Oh, yeah. Like Chris makes fun of me. He's like, you sleep like a vampire. Well, <laughs> dude, it's nighttime, man. Yeah, I don't want you light waking me up. You guys would not like sleeping with me then because I always like to have a light on. Oh, I can't do that. Well, I, you know what? I would feel different if somebody wasn't sleeping next to me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would do that too, so I don't blame you. But um, so – uh, Holly was just talking about how we both rewatched The Matrix, and you know we're both in our 30s, so coming up like in the 90s, when you watch The Matrix, you're like, oh, those, these, you know, it's a cool action movie. Mm-hmm. You don't really understand it in depth. You don't really take it in. But now a couple of woke bitches in their 30s rewatch <laughs> The Matrix, and we're like, oh my god, it's real. So like, I was up thinking about that. I'm like, I sat up in bed seriously, and I was like, with eye mask on, and I go. But first of all, I was like, how come people with sleep paralysis don't wear eye masks? You know, like, do the shadow people, like, pull it off of them? Like, what what happens with that? So I'm, like, rolling around thinking about this. And I, finally I go, I get it. I go, there's no such thing as hell. Those <laughs> shadow people, they are, like, <laughs> it's the people that construct and run the Matrix. They're fucking with us. And I'm sitting in my bag thinking, like, they're fucking with us. <laughs> they're watching us right now. That's all it is. And Holly was like, I told Holly, she goes, I was eating, first of all, when we, she told me, so I had food right in my mouth, like, just took a bite. And she's like, well, she she, she had said something like, I was up till 3 a.m., which never happens. And, you know, and then I just took a bite, right? When she said that, she goes, and my thought was like, there's no hell, and where did the shadow people come from? And then I like almost spit my food out because it was just so <laughs> unexpected. <laughs> and, like, oh. and then you were like, like he, when I said they're fucking with us, she goes like the 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 police of the Matrix, like in the movie. I was like, yeah, like those people, those are the shadow people. <laughs> they're just here to fuck with us. And I'm like, it's all a conspiracy. It's three o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, well, I don't want to get up because I probably pissed them off. <laughs> you can tell we're related because I have such <laughs> random thoughts in the middle of the night, like, or right before I'm about to go to bed. And uh, that's why you can't have, you know, no lights because I'll start seeing figures and stuff in the dark. And I'm like, ah, it gets creepy in the dark. Um, and then you start thinking about the weirdest shit. At 2 o'clock in the morning. Yep. See, that's the type of shit like I do at night. I like go down these little rabbit holes because I get all stoned. And then I think random shit. And then I start thinking deep thoughts. And then I'm like, oh, wait, what about this? And then I go down like a three-hour long Google deep dive. I was going to say you go on YouTube. You're getting that weird <laughs> yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Start taking the suicide Mickey challenges. Like, let's watch this video. <laughs> the Mickey the challenges. Make, what are you were, the you one with were, the yeah the the video where it was the creepy pasta. Creepy. You pasta. were here that day. Yeah, I was playing it for you guys, but I he faced walking, it towards you guys. Like, oh, I was, and I it was Mickey like in the actual version where they don't cut it off. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, I smoked too much weed. <laughs> Wait, in, in, in the actual version, remember you said that they had cut it off in the one that we watched, but there is another part in that where. They show Mickey and something more 
happens in there. Oh, and you were like, oh, I'm glad we didn't see that. Well, yeah, because well, in the middle it goes black, and I guess there's like screaming and stuff. And then like yeah, I didn't yeah. play the whole video though. Oh. And I didn't know what that meant, like Suicide Mickey. And then I'm like, when I went back and read what that really was, and they were like, <clears throat> it's the video made. And we we did talk about this. Um, the guy who was doing the comp, supposedly, um, the compilation for a DVD of all this exclusive Mickey footage found this. Um, it was like you know, made in the 40s. And he was going to put it as a part of a collection, and he's watching it. And the, I don't know, the sound or, like, the image, like, it was titled Suicide Mickey, and, like, it made him commit suicide. It's, like, an urban legend. Yeah. And so when we were talking about it, when my brother was on the show, and he was like, oh, yeah, I saw that one, and there's, like, a SpongeBob suicide, and they're, they're floating all around the internet. Oh. And uh, he's like, who knows if they're real? And I'm like, I don't think they're you know, it's just, but it's really cool. Like creepypasta, that's something they do really well. Is like I think they should be writing for um, American Horror Story because I think they're garbage. Um, but they, you know, and we we talked about that too. How great season one they was are. good. It was. I didn't watch anything after that. You didn't because they to. switch characters, and I get attached to my characters. I hate when people switch them up on me. <laughs> yeah, it switches every season, and I don't like that either. And I don't know. Um, but yeah, because we talked about how those uh, girls really believed in the the Thin Man. Oh yeah, or Slend- what Slender Man? What was his name? Uh, S- uh, Slender Man, I yeah, think. Slender right? Man. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And like Slender Man told me to kill my whole family or kill kill her friend, kill her friend, or he would come and kill her whole family. Yeah. And so she tried to kill her, attempted to, and she thought she was dead, but she ended up being alive, and she crawled out to traffic. Because she was at a park and she was in the bathroom. She tried to kill her at the park's bathroom. Right. And then she made it, crawled out to the middle of the street and the car saw her and saved her. But Was that that poor girl that those two girls like yeah. stabbed her? Oh, yeah. yeah. The oh. one friend said she heard things and then convinced the other one to help her. That chick's in prison for life, right? <laughs> um, I'm not sure because I, th- I think they were underage. Oh. As far as I know. Well, yeah, someone's murdering they their murder. They should I be there in, forever. I think they're in middle school, right? Yeah. Man, yeah. if you're trying to murder people in middle school, like, well, she has. You're she never going to be a benefit anyways. to society. I think she's committed. She's Good. like, she had mental issues. And not that, that, you know, not that that like, means that everyone with mental issues is tempting to kill people. But no, there's different degrees <laughs> of mental illness. Her, you know? her, fa- like, I kind of blame that on her family because her family had said, well, her the dad or something has mental issues and kind of saw it in their daughter and should have got, you know. Should have got it. Should have did something because yeah. they knew something wasn't right. But they were like, "Oh no, it's fine." Because yeah. then, then she murdered, almost murdered. She, wa- she didn't understand why she couldn't be friends with that girl. Yeah, anymore. she still didn't understand. She's like, "Well, yeah, I tried to kill her, but we're still friends, right?" Well, we're still she cool, didn't get right? it. And She's I like, well, Slender Man told me times. to. So I mean, but we're still you understand, homies. right? <laughs> uh, and her mom had to tell her, "No, you're not gonna be friends People anymore." People don't tend to want to hang out with you, and you try to stab them to yeah. death. It's not too good. Honey. <laughs> like, I just think, like, every time you look at those scars on your legs and your arms and you think about that. Man. That poor girl. Yeah, that's what I think about is, like, oh, you literally scarred her for life. She's never going to be able to have a sexual encounter where she doesn't have to explain what happened to her. Right. She's never going to be able to walk on the beach and feel sexy and normal. Like, you fucked up her life, you know? Right. People don't realize how much that kind of stuff matters. They're like, oh, but she's alive. And you're like... Yeah, but 
how great does she feel? Well, it's like, um, like Amanda Berry, you know, oh, like yeah. I think about how do you live after that? Mm-hmm. 10 years of being raped Jesus. and held against your will. I mean, I, how do you live? I don't know. Honestly, I would have to kill him. That'd probably be the only fucking way I would be able to close my eyes and sleep comfortably again without being in fear. Right. You know, but then you think- or like going to extensive, extensive therapy. Like I was probably. just That's, watching. I mean, that I don't again. even know. Because I think that Casey, you had talked about it not too long ago about the song or something. Dead giveaway. Yeah. And well, no, you were talking. You were talking about um, it's the greatest video. Uh, <laughs> we have a rapist here in Lincoln Park. Remember? Oh yeah. You were talking about that video, and then I, I started like spiraling into the the me- like the meme kind of videos, uh, the the remakes, um, and then I got onto Dead Giveaway and. I started thinking, like, hmm, I wonder whatever happened to those girls now. And so I started watching a documentary and then, like, spiraled into there into, like, what are they doing nowadays? And I felt bad for, um, I'm trying to remember what the one girl's name was. Not Amanda Berry. It was a different one. And she's the one that really didn't have much of a good home life. So he used to taunt her and say, See your parents not on TV looking for you. No one cares about you. How does that make you feel? Wow! And, like would always torture her in that way Jesus. mentally too. Like no one cares about you if you die. Yeah, that's these a other two girls thing, are getting right? uh, looked for, and because he w- would allow them to watch TV, but you know, obviously there was no other um, interaction besides that. So he also uh, this girl had uh, had a baby before he. It's really messed up. So I need to look that up, what her name was. But she had a baby. And um, I'm trying to remember the whole story. She had a baby and she was trying to get custody of the baby or something was going on. Um, and she was trying to go to the child uh, services like to address the situation and so show that she was a fit mother to keep her baby. Uh, and she was going to figure out where the actual building was and she was walking and she got lost. Then, she, um, all these women were friends with his daughter. Like he had two different daughters and a couple of them were friends with the one daughter and the, and the other one was a friends with the other daughter, I think. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's how he actually knew them. Is that how he, adu- he knew, he knew them before. That's how he abducted them because they trusted him because it was their friend's father. Jesus. So you can't trust anybody. Right. No, definitely not. Man, I would be the most paranoid mother effer ever if I had kids. Yeah. So the girl was walking to try to get to the building where she was trying to fight for getting her child back. Um, who was only like a couple months old or something. She went to one store to ask someone, you know, where the building was. And then she ran into him. And he's like, and she's like, oh, I instantly recognized him because that's my friend's dad. Um, and he said, what are you, you know, what are you looking for? And I told him, and he's like, oh, I can drive you over there. It's just like a couple blocks up. So she's like, I didn't think anything of it. I got in his car. And then he said, um, well, you know what? I got to go home first. Is it okay if you come with me? Like my daughter's there. You can say hi to my daughter. Got her into the house. Then said, uh, oh, I want to show you something in the basement. Because he had the room in the basement or mm-hmm. the setup in the basement where you chain the girls. And that's how everything started because he did that with her. Um, and then he did that with the two other girls where one was the other one was walking. Um, and he, she had just spent time with his daughter 
and they were hanging out like friends that day. And then they were going their separate ways to go home. And the dad was waiting in the wings, like saw them walking away from each other and went up to the friend and was like, hey, uh, have you seen my daughter? Like he knew where his daughter was, but he was just trying to play like he didn't. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, she just walked the other way. And he goes, I couldn't find her. I went around looking for her. Could you help me? Like get in the car and search for her. She's like, okay. So got in the car and I don't know exactly what he said to her, but he ended up saying, oh, she's at my house. Like same situation. Got her in the house, got her in the basement. And as soon as they're in the basement, it's over. So he did. Um, he did that with each one of those three girls. Like said, my daughter, my daughter's at the house, my daughter's at the house. And they just trusted him. Well, why wouldn't you, you know? Right. Because right. um, once you're in the basement, no one can hear you. So I'm like, don't ever go in anyone's basement that no. you don't know that well. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the sad thing is with that girl who had the baby. So she had the baby and she's like, the whole time she thought while she was in um, captivity, uh, she was uh, spending, his, what was his name? Castro or something? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, when she was with Castro, was like, my child's out there. My child's going to think that I don't love him. You know? Oh my God. And uh, I was trying to fight to be with him. And then the um those girls were raped many, many times and without, you know, condoms on. So he was impregnating them. And they'd either have miscarriages by naturally or he would punch them and hit them so much that they would, you know. And the girl who had the baby before she went into... Uh, being, you know, held against her will at his house. She got pregnant and he jumped on her and threw her down the stairs and hit her with bats so many times that she can't have any more kids now. Oh, my God. And so now she's, you know, she was out and she was trying to see, like, I don't even know if my son knows about me and knows that what happened. And It's hard to, to discuss things like, you know, laws of attraction or, like, the universe and things like that because then you have stories like this and you're like dude nobody fucking deserves that why why did this happen and right. and then it makes our arguments almost invalid I know because most of the time you're like well the difficult things happen in our lives to teach us a lesson but it's sometimes things are so cruel it's like how would that be a lesson you know right what right. good could actually yeah. come of that yeah. much trauma right um so I I can't say on that one because I'm not a creator but <laughs> uh that actually broke my heart when I was watching it because I'm like Dude, she had a child and you took her. Like, that's a monster, too. You knew she was going to fight. You know, not that it was a good thing anyways, what he was doing, but that's even more sad. And the fact that he beat those women so bad that they, well, at least the one that I understood, that she can't even get pregnant now. <clears throat> so you're taking her mentally and physically because she can't even physically bear any more children and mentally she's fucked up, you know? Yeah. Um. Talk about mental manipulation there. Did she ever reunite with her child, the one? I have to look it up because in the documentary I saw, she was still pretty young at that point, And they were, this is, I think, not too long after they got out. What, they were there for about 10 years or something? Right? Yeah, 10 years. So, I hope so. But I don't know what, what, where the child went, you know? I don't know if the child went to, got adopted by somebody or what. And what happens with that if she just loses her rights and that, you know? 
Jeez. You know, you think you're having a bad day, and then you're right. like, oh, never mind. Right. So, <laughs> my, my thing, I was getting angry, actually, when I was watching this, because my thing is, okay, they were trying to track down who took these girls. You didn't once think all these girls are friends with the same girl, or like the same two girl, like in the same family? Yeah, because all of a sudden your friends are missing. Like, right. Oh, that's that's a coincidence. You don't you don't like don't you look down and say, "Okay, who was the friends?" Who, you know. Right. I don't know, that part bothered me. There wasn't enough investigating there. Yeah. But Amanda Berry wasn't friends with the dad. She she I don't think she was, was she? She was I I swear I thought in that clip that they said that uh, all three girls were friends with um like he had one daughter, like a couple different daughters. So one was friends with like one of the daughters, and the other two or something were friends with the other daughter. As far um, as I watched, I think it was an ABC documentary thing that I had watched. I was watching it through YouTube, so it was like a series of videos. Um, that's yeah. Like all my friends are missing. Isn't that weird? Yeah, honey, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. I know I it was the two different daughters, but still. Right. And because she disowned her dad after that, she legally was separated from him. And the thing, the thing I is, would too. Yeah, yeah, she wanted nothing to do with him. Right. I can only imagine if I found out my dad was help, like holding women in his basement. And those men, it seems like, are so fearless because there was talks of how the women said that they were chained up in the basement um, and he would let them on some of the different floors because the windows were all boarded up and whatever but he would still have his kids come over and they were just said he was to- tell- he told them he would kill them if they said anything so they didn't have anything over their mouth or anything but they just kept quiet in the basement when he they could hear the daughter up on the next level <sighs> They didn't, and they were just like mentally manipulated so bad they thought that they would just die if, and like if she, maybe they thought, well, what if she doesn't try to help us? You know, right? right. Then we're just gonna get murdered and never get out of here. Yeah. And then they said that there was one time where they could have got free because he put them in a, um, he put them in his vehicle or something. I don't know what was going on. That someone was coming in the house and he had to like hide them outside of the house. And they said that they almost ran him over, but they got too scared to do it because he was in the driveway at one point and they were in his vehicle. Mm. Wait, he took them somewhere? Like he took them to his vehicle in the driveway to to hide them because someone was in his house that he didn't want them like to go down the basement or something like that. I'm trying to remember. Why the hell didn't they just all jump out of the car and run? They said that they were uh, so scared that they were just frozen by that point. And I think that he just beat them down so bad. Yeah, and manipulated mentally. them so bad. And they were so young at that time, too. Kind of like the R. Kelly thing. Yeah. You know, like, like well, why didn't you just leave? But at it's that point, that I'm like, it's almost like, wouldn't you want to die at that point? You know, it's like, you I'm got just, nothing left to lose. I would just be like, balls to the wall, let's do this. Right. Yeah, right. So would I. I also have slight anger issues, though. So right. <laughs> I'm like, 
I'd be Either the, he's dying or I'm dying. Yeah, so. I'd be the first one dead because I would try to kill him and he would probably overpower me and kill me. Yeah. And then the other people would be like, well, maybe we shouldn't do that. You know, but if all three, I don't know, there's a lot of psychology, I'm sure, that goes into that, too. You know, Stockholm Syndrome didn't come from nowhere, oh, yeah. you know. Right, right. Because <clears throat> so. we also hear like, oh, I would just done. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to figure like three, four days of sobbing and desperately trying to find a way out and. God knows how long after that, like, and then the other two girls maybe didn't want to overpower them because they didn't want to die. So then you're on your own. There's a lot of variables that go in there, you know? Right. And so who knows in what in that time period of the 10 years, if that was like eight years, you know? Right. Right. You're already so fucked up at that point. You're just like, like a robot. Shit like that makes me really happy that I don't have kids. (laughs) I think about that, you know, because I think about this because like I've always wanted to be a mom. And then I'm like, I did um, push from 35. I really want to. Not that that's old. It's not. Uh, this is something I want in my life. And then I think about the world today and human trafficking. And I'm like, like you, I would be paranoid every minute. Right. I would be so smothering. I'd be <laughs> like, could you be can't a go fucking weirdo. I'd no. be like, oh, you're getting homeschooled. Right. <laughs> right? You're not <laughs> walking home. You're definitely not going to a Catholic church. You know, right? Like, just lock them in the room all day. At least I know where you are. Right. Homeschool. <laughs> I don't want to live like that. You know, no. It's even like my niece and nephew are grown, but like my brother's thirteen years older. So even that time was different for them. Oh yeah, it wasn't it was like this world. twenty freaking years ago or no. whatever. Like we were grown up. My grandma was strict quotations, so she'd be like Jessica, Sarah, and yell at me to like come in the house at like nine o'clock, and we. But we'd all be outside playing. Like the whole neighborhood of kids would be outside yeah. playing all go, day. Go ride your night. bikes up to the corner store. Yeah, go play street hockey. Go to the corner store. Go do whatever. And we didn't really have to worry too much. Granted, we always stayed in groups, and it wasn't one kid walking around by themselves because that you know was a no no because you never know. But mm-hmm. I mean, there wasn't like some huge epidemic of you know heroin addicts all over. The- Streets like right, doped human out. trafficking, and like in twenty twenty, we have but... to worry about human slavery. In twenty twenty, well, yeah, human trafficking. Like you know, that's huge. If we would have been out playing like that all the time, like I'm so sure one of us would have gotten picked up and like human trafficked because it's everywhere. Apparently, see... and Detroit is like a huge hub for it. Oh, I guess, it is. which oh, it's is a hot spot. pretty terrifying. Because we're right next to the border. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Because I'm like, why the fuck would Detroit be like the spot? You and know. then, did you guys watch on Netflix the disappearance of Madeline McCann? No. I don't think so. I started to, and then I knew it was going to bum me out instantly because they never found her. Ugh. Never found her. And they can only, like, I read articles, I'm like, they can only assume that yeah. it's a guy who's already in prison, no. famous for human trafficking, and she's probably dead because she was three years old when she was taken. Oh, my God. And they said, by if you were taken by a human trafficker, you're not going to make it. Um Especially when you're that young, like you will die. Three years wow. old. Three years old. And what happened was um, they were in Europe. Uh, these a couple of families um, were on holiday. So they stayed at a resort. Mm-hmm. And here's like – there's the restaurant and then there's the little apartment they were staying in. I'm talking like it was not but a few steps up. The kids are all sleeping, so they're all taking turns checking on them. And um, they would go, you know, they would peer in, and all four of them are sleeping in there, you know, all four of these kids. And uh, 
So the woman's like, I came back the next time and the children were, um, they were like up and they were whining and Madeline was gone and the window was open. And a woman who was on the resort, she had been walking around on the island and as soon as she found it, like when that girl was missing, um, like the whole island erupted. Like we're all looking for her, you know, they're just in the beaches, every resort, every apartment, like people are out with flashlights, like what the fuck? And the woman, she goes, as soon as they said that a child was missing, she goes, I was taking a walk and I saw a man with a small child in his arms and she was passed out. He had like, what his go-to was like to chloroform him. Ugh. And uh, she was in her pajamas and he was carrying her and he was like walking with haste. But I didn't think anything of it. I thought that was her dad. Right. He literally just crept in and took her. Yeah. So now you're at this place in society where you're like, oh, my God, do I have to be nervous of every person that I see with a child? Do like, I have to have my I child sleep in my for bed signs? forever? <laughs> you know, right. that's yeah. And I mean, fuck the balls on that guy to climb through a window, filled a bunch of kids with a bunch of you know, adults basically in another room. Yeah. Well, they were, uh, they were at the restaurant just like I'm talking, gosh. Okay. Maybe three houses separation. Like if um, you're on a, uh, uh, um, cause I don't want to say it in miles. Um, like th- imagine it being three houses down. Right. That's where they were. Don't leave your fucking kids alone. I mean, oh, they why? went to the restaurant and left the kids in the room? Yes. Oh Someone should have stayed back. No. Yeah, they were all taking turns checking on them like every what 20 minutes. Oh, come on yeah, now. But I mean, I'm not saying that that's you deserve to have your kid no, taken. No, you know, but, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like, don't like I know they're probably the family is kicking themselves oh, every day. For sure. I'm guaranteed they I'm amazed. I mean, yeah, they're riddled with guilt because they're like, oh, this is our fault. Because we literally could have stopped it by just not leaving the, the children alone. The sweet little girl. The sweet little girl. I'm sure that, yeah, there's a predator who, who watches those resorts and goes around oh, and sees yeah. little kids and then tries to see when he can take them. And, like, that's a perfect after, you know. You leave your kid in the room by himself and even though you're going to check on him. But, yeah, just not good. Not the best idea, especially when you're on vacation, you know. Yeah, I didn't watch a whole <laughs> Creepers thing. like that probably hang outside of resorts looking for opportunities to snatch little kids. Oh, yeah. I get. Oh, I, I got in a speedboat, boom, crazy gone. People have to be like on guard all the time now just to make sure something doesn't happen because there's so many freaking sickos in this world with horrible intentions, do horrible things. That you're like, oh, I basically have to be paranoid to make sure that me or my loved ones don't experience any sort of trauma. Right. You know? Right. I, I um, have one more. Um, I was getting upset because I was watching one of those videos on Facebook where it's the, uh, what is it, the ID or something um, videos where they show um, unsolved cases and this lady was with her two small children and they had just gone grocery shopping, came back to the house and the dad later came home from work and the two children were there, but the mom was missing. And then turns out she was abducted. Like someone knocked on the door and ducted her in front of her two kids. And then um, the kids weren't injured, but the mom was taken. They were trying to check her down. Then she was smart enough to, she still had her cell phone on her, and he was driving around with her in the back seat. Um, and she called nine one one, and you can hear the recording. Um, 
<laughs> she's pretty much trying to act like she's not on the phone with 911 and talk to 911 um, while they ask her questions. And smart lady. They said, okay, um, it's, you know, we kind of are picking up what you're talking about. Uh, do you know this person? Have you known this person? And she's like, and so she yells out and goes, I don't even know you. I don't even know where you're taking me. She's like, to answer to the 911. Oh. And uh, they're like, okay, you don't know him. Um, do you know where you're headed? And she's like, I don't even know where we're heading right now. Where are we heading to? You know, she's just trying to sell him. I don't know where we're at. we are. And then he caught on and saw her on, on oh, her fuck. phone. Shit. Took the phone from her. So when I went dead, um, they put out uh, a report out there. So they were trying to have people, um, you know, track her down. The thing that frustrated me. Well, okay. So then they got another phone call not too long after that because he went to his brother's house to pick up something. I'm trying to remember with the gr- her in the back seat, but I think she was all tied up at that point. And the daughter was like, uh, of his brother, um, said, yeah, um, my dad's brother, uh, my uncle came over here to pick, you know, something up. He had this woman in the back. I don't know. She was like screaming and he had like rope and, um, a shovel and was saying that he had all these things and came over there to pick something up. And, and she's like, I, I just want to report it. And it would have ended up being her. Um, so then they were in the car later on and they got a phone call by this lady and she goes, uh, it might not be anything, so I feel stupid if it isn't, but there's this person who's next to me and they're kind of acting really weird. It's like I get up next to them and, um, then every time I look over at them, they act like very suspicious and then they start slowing down, like really under the speed limit and was talking about them being a little erratic and it had the same description as the car that mm-hmm. they were looking for. Um, so she's like, I'm trying to keep up to them, but now they just sped up and it's hard for me to keep up to them. And, and they're like, well, don't, you know, hurt yourself trying to chase after this person. And she's like, I can tell you which roads I'm on. So is if they could just get to that road right at this time and head in that direction, they would have got her. But the dispatcher sent out the wrong address or the wrong cross streets. <sighs> so they didn't get her and she died. Fuck. Jesus Christ. I mean... Yeah, that's a job where you can have, there's zero room for error, right? Yeah, she sent out the wrong cross streets, and so they went the wrong direction. And she ended up, he raped her and murdered her and tried to bury her. Um, and that's sad. It's, she, you know, that could have been prevented. And I, I know that person who, who works for that, uh, as the dispatcher, I'm sure they probably replay that in their head. Yeah. Every single day. But wow, that's a big mistake to me. I couldn't yeah, talk about guilt. And then I watched that and I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> right. No more bad news. Like, right? <laughs> no more bad news. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing that I'm just like, again, you know, we talk so much about, you know, love attraction and, you know, like creative visualization, all this stuff. And then you hear stuff like that and you're like, I'm just going to shut up then. Right. Because I don't mind. know what to say about that. <laughs> I don't have the answers to that. No. I think that we all have um, free will and some people are not good. Um, and although I do believe in the power of uh, thinking, but if someone comes in. Mm. You can't. That's Yeah, that's the thing. You can't control other people. No. Right. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? <laughs> it was like, 
Next some, door uh, from the IT and the D show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did want to talk about something I was watching recently, and it's more happy note, so shift gears a little bit. Um, so unless you've been living under a rock, you know who Gwyneth Paltrow is. And she, although I'm not even a huge Gwyneth Paltrow fan, but I don't know if you guys have seen she had created um, what she calls the Goop Lab. I saw something like that. What is that? Yeah. So she had this company created. Um, it's pretty much geared towards wellness and it's can be on the expensive side. So I really feel like most of the time it's geared towards people who have a lot of money <laughs> to put into those things. But she created also now this show that's on Netflix called The Goop Lab. Um, and it, it's pretty interesting. It's about six episodes, I think. Um, I don't know if she's going to come out with more, but I was intrigued by the preview. So I started watching it. Um, so I wanted to go over some things that she actually talked about because I'm like, oh, these are actually things that we would talk about on the watch list. Uh, the first episode was talking about um, psilocybin, which is the active ingredient in magic mushrooms. Um, she was having her team who all said problems that they were having in their everyday life, whether it be anxiety, depression, traumatic past experiences in their lives, things that they are holding on to that they have not been able to get over and either affects their everyday living or they have panic attacks or just not, you know, able to sleep that well. Um, so I guess that, well, obviously here in the U.S. it's not legal, but outside of the U.S. in Jamaica, it is legal. So the whole um, thought process of this show, the episode was that using uh, psilocybin in certain doses can actually be good for um, with the brain and helping to treat anxiety and depression, um, especially in cases where therapeutic other measures have not worked. Right, like PTSD. You know, yeah. you revisit a circumstance and they're saying, oh, well, if you go ahead and microdose yourself and re-experience this on mushrooms and may be able to open your mind up enough to yeah. re-experience it without feeling like you're in the middle of being traumatized by it so that you can help yourself to move past right. it. Right. Um, so she sent her um, like about four of her people over to Jamaica um, to have this experience in a resort type like setting and the whole point of it was to be surrounded by uh, a controlled group so you know people I've always wanted to do that and i know you were talking about that not too long ago because you were like oh i've heard about these things and it actually made me think about you too in, in this first episode i'm like oh man i gotta tell casey to watch this because i've look, looked at mixed reviews online of people saying oh this new show the goop lab is so stupid and in some of the episodes i'll I'm going to give you a warning if you try to watch it because there's an episode where they talk about the female body and how people should look at their vaginas in mirrors and uh, be proud of their vaginas and are, uh, you know, just getting in touch and being okay with being sexual. And they show pictures of actual people's vaginas. <laughs> so be prepared for things like that. Uh, so you have to have a little bit of a fearlessness with that. If you're a little uptight, then you probably won't <laughs> like the <this> show. <laughs> Um, but 
yeah, you have to have a little bit of an open mind to watch this and actually appreciate most of what they're talking about. So, um, the, and I've then, seen worse on TV. Like, let's get real. If people mm-hmm. are talking about worse and then, like, finally somebody has good intentions about talking about female health and all that stuff. And then right. it's like, that's so weird. That oh, my stupid. God, you should have a vagina. Right. vagina. Who cares? I actually I haven't like, seen one. Get over it. Except <laughs> for us apparently gay guys. Saw some, like, YouTube video the other day and they were like, oh, my God, it's a vagina. And they were, right. like, looking at this girl's vagina. I was a little bit like, because I'm not used to it, I was a little uncomfortable at one point, but I was like, it's a human body, whatever, because yeah. they had this girl orgasm on camera. Are <laughs> you serious? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Because the, <laughs> you have to watch it, but it just, like a heads up. <laughs> it's you don't show, They don't actually show you, like, her being, like, with penetration with the tools they were using and yeah. everything, but they were just showing you, like... The O face. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little weird. I was like, okay, I'm trying to have an open mind. I'm going to keep having an open mind. <laughs> you have to force your eyes open. Uh, we're going to do it. We're gonna get I was it. like, all right, this is different. Okay. Yeah, I made it through. <laughs> um, so, yeah, with uh, the magic mushrooms. Um, so the FDA actually started approving um, the trial for treatment uh, with people who have resistant um, to, you know, other means for depression. So I think that's pretty incredible because the FDA for a while was so against anything that had to do with uh, psychedelics. Yes, yeah, psychedelics. Yeah. I was trying to think anything of that they can't control or make money off of, basically. Sure. Right. You know? Is I think what it comes down to, but now they're doing this, which is fantastic because there is a portion of the population that antidepressants do not work for SSRIs, and I'm one of them. I've had very really? bad reactions. I mean, to the point where like antidepressants made me about ten times more depressed. Now, can I ask you, have you done shrooms before? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And what does that do for you? I don't know. It's, well, it hasn't been that long. Um, I'm nervous about doing them now because years ago, like I did acid a bunch or whatever and five trips in a row, like I had really bad trips. So now I'm like nervous about taking them, but I did a while back. I did do like, I probably ate like maybe one cap and got like a light body buzz or whatever. So this whole microdosing with mushrooms is something I'm super interested in because I want to start doing it. But I want to do it in the right way so that I yeah. actually benefit from it. And you have babysitters you know? and all that stuff. And Yeah, Chris Wait. can babysit me while I'm tripping balls. No, no <laughs> I'm going to have you ask you a brief question because I've always wondered this. Yeah. I talked to somebody else who had done LSD, and he claims that a bad trip is not – it doesn't exist. That's bullshit. I so don't what know is a bad trip? who this is, but they've clearly not <laughs> done acid enough. Talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone's going to have a bad trip if you do enough acid. And if you're, I don't know, acid's kind of something you need to be in the right headspace to do. You well, know, it's if like you're, it's 13 hours. What the fuck? Can, no. <laughs> what kind of acid is this? Like, what is he doing? No, uh, this is what, no, based on what I've read. No, uh-uh. Uh, it's eight, isn't it? Uh, no, it's like four. So you do some shrooms and you're going to be high for like four or five hours. I'm sure that depends on how everyone metabolizes it, but I've never in my life had a trip last over five hours. Uh, No, that's shrooms. I'm talking about LSD. Same. Both. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Interesting. So it's like a, a, 
I don't know. I would say like every time I've done it, I've usually peaked like two, uh, about two hours after doing it. And then it's sort of like a steady come down from there. What's you know? a bad trip? What does that mean? A bad trip is like you're seeing devils and shit. Chris oh, had one no. when he went to uh, he went to this fish hell festival, no. and him and his buddy were staying in tents, and they both like killed down like an eighth of shrooms each, but they were strong as shit, and they didn't know it. So <laughs> Chris was like, "I'm at the show." And everyone became vampires and they all wanted to turn me into oh, a geez. vampire. Yeah. He's like, so I like basically ran back to the tent. I was like, Nick, I gotta go. I gotta get the fuck out of here. So they like run back to the tent and, uh, then some like chick, I don't know. She like dumped her chair over on him and started freaking out. And he was like, ah, and he like <laughs> went into the tent and Nick was hanging out and he's like, and Nick was a vampire. Nick wanted to turn me into a vampire too. And everybody at the festival is vampires. Like, no, if I do that shit, like I want to be in a controlled environment. I want to be inside my house or like a cabin up north or something where I'm familiar and I'm comfortable because that's kind of the whole point. You know, you're going to kind of enjoy it then if you're right. And everyone's different, but I have anxiety. So I get paranoid about stuff like that. And I want to make sure that I have the right setting. So if you don't have anxiety, like, I don't know, maybe you're less prone to having a bad trip, but you do enough acid, you're probably going to have a bad trip, you know. Um, so I'm posting an article right now, which is where I got some of my information, um, because Rolling Stone actually came out with an article as they foresee um, this being legal in 2021. Um, according to... Uh, Mushrooms or acid? Uh, acid? Acid shouldn't be in, legal. In 2021, according to uh, Rick Doblin, founder of MAPS, which is the uh, multi uh Disciplinary Association of uh, Psy- Psychedelic Studies. <coughs> MDMA is being, um, well, sorry, losing track of my uh, whole page. Uh, studies. They wouldn't be um, legalized for prescription, but they'd be legalized to uh, be administered by therapists who have been trained in psychedelic assisted psychotherapy. Uh, this means that a therapist or um, therapy team meets with a patient and the psychologist actually prepares them for. Uh, their experience with these um, psychedelics uh, kind of gets them in the right mindset and lets them know what could happen so that you're aware and probably don't freak out if something, you know, if you have experience that you're not expecting. Um, and then what they do was they would be trained um, to do that and then they would actually monitor them through their trip. So they would stay with them, monitor them trip, which typically takes about eight hours and then they would help them process their experience afterwards. So then they would talk about it and um, see how they feel and be able to uh, describe how personally they were affected by it to see if it was successful. Um, So it wouldn't actually be a script like, Hey, I'm going to go pick up some shrooms now. No, it would be, (laughs) it would be, or some LSD. No, it would be actually therapists who are trained in this and have, um, in, in the goop lab, the show, they actually show people who, um, are in the process right now being trained in this as therapists, um, I want to do that. Yeah. So you should, you should watch people this. go on their trip and get back to feeling better about themselves. How cool would that be? Right. That'd be very rewarding. But the, very. The, and I think the one guy was saying that he actually had to, to try LSD or I think it was, um, because all the therapists have to try it to see what their patient is feeling. So that's the thing. Is that like, <clears throat> I'm all about cathartic experiences. Yeah. 
and I am limited. I, I don't have any experience with psychedelics at all, but I'm also, I get <clears throat> paranoid about certain things. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm scared of is the bad trip. So my recommendation for you, because I will never, as long as I, I will never touch LSD again. If a doctor tried to give it to me, I'd tell him to fuck off. I'll do mushrooms. There's different chemicals, okay? They both make you trip, but they're different chemicals. So what that psychosibilin or whatever the hell is in mushrooms, it's not the same that's in LSD. So they do affect your brain differently. I trust mushrooms more, you know. See, my it's one not friend, man-made. I know if I take a stem or a cap like an hour in, I can tell where I'm going to be. If I take some like, you know, thing that some dude made, I don't know how many drops of acid right. they put on it. I don't know how strong the acid is. I don't know what they made it with. I trust nature more than I trust man, like yeah. for sure. That's the thing. So, like, I, did, you, did you guys ever see that video they posted of that 50s housewife taking a glass of LSD? Yeah, that I did was, see that. That was wild because yeah. she was like, "It's she's, she's like said, the colors." I see so everything. I can yeah. see everything. And my friend who has done acid before, and he was like, "Acid, it's weird because what it does to me is like it brings every emotion to the surface." And it allows me to really explore, okay, why am I feeling this way? He's like, it's not that I'm like... That's exactly what they said on the show, too, when they were talking was to it? the people who... Um, they didn't say what uh, retreat it was that they went to or uh, resort or whatever they would like to call it, therapeutic session um, in Jamaica. But they said what it does is it brings your feelings to the surface and it makes you deal with them. That's so what he ha- said. If you have packed past traumatic issues or you're having any anxieties or whatever it may be you actually are feeling that you're going through it they show in this um series how they had the four people they instead of doing a capsule they actually did a mushroom tea oh. um and they didn't use a microdose they used three grams which i think a microdose is like 0.4 and what's under. that that's like an eighth right i'm not three sure three grams would be around an eighth but they put the right? mushrooms and then they right? put it with hot water or something and then yeah. they uh, strain it. I've seen that. Um, and then they all drink it and they had about three or four people who were around to make sure that they that their experience was okay and they weren't freaking out. And if they did freak out, like a couple people start crying or, um, <coughs> you know, the feelings started coming up. So they started going through things and then. At one point, a couple people rushed over and gave gave him a hug, and we're talking to them and saying everything was going to be okay and comforting them. Um, and then afterwards, they were talking about their experience. But see, I think um, a guided trip like that would be good because if your brain does at some point freak you, like freak out, because. When you do stuff like that, like psychedelics, they open different parts. They like unlock different parts of your brain. Sure. Right? So, you know, you're using more creative spaces and other things like that. So if someone can kind of guide you through it, like a therapist that's trained to say, okay, well, no, why do you feel this way? And no, that's not really there or whatever to kind of calm you down. Then it's going to be more beneficial because you're they're going to guide you back to where you're supposed to be on that little journey. Cause it is a journey, you know, I mean, when you, let's see, like Indian tribes, things like that, like they have this coming of age where, you know, the ayahuasca ceremonies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's like a, a, a coming into an adulthood sort of thing, I guess. Is what oh I yeah. Was it's told. it's a, um, a rite of passage. Right. Right. Um, so, and people use that to reach different levels, levels of like spirituality. Cultures use it to use different or reach different levels of 
what they believe is spirituality or, or self awareness. That's or, what I want. I want yeah. a divine. I want a divine experience. But we don't get to choose our experiences. No, they kind of choose you. But it does have a lot to do with like what's the environment? Who are you around? Like what's your mindset when you go into it? Um, I mean, obviously, if you're in a real piss poor mood before you eat a bunch of shrooms, right. run a huge risk of having a shitty trip. If you're in a great mood and you're around people that you're really comfortable with and, you know, close with, then you're probably going to have fun. That's that's the other thing they talked about was that there's three different um, factors into how you're going to process it. And if you're going, it's going to be beneficial for you because one, the people that you're around, if you feel like you're in a safe spot mm-hmm. uh, two, your environment and mm-hmm. uh, three was um, um, shoot. Um, <laughs> this is important. I'm blanking out. Uh, so one of the people around you, your environment. And then three, I think was um, probably like the amount you take. And oh, yeah. Uh, um, but if you're experiencing something and then you have nobody around you to help you, that probably is not going to be beneficial because you just went through this thing. And it's like if you have a bad experience because no one's there to like, wow. like you said, if you have anxiety or something and you're yeah. like freaking out. You're just freaking out, and it's it's someone who's sober like, hey, it's it's okay, it's okay to feel this way, and you're talking you down. I mean, well, uh, yes, exactly, but also, I mean, there is the possibility of you have to. So one of two things will happen if you're on your own, you start tripping out. You're either going to be able to like talk yourself back down from it and be like, oh yeah, it's just the mushrooms, duh. Remember, you did mushrooms. That's why you're tripping balls. Right. So. That's not really there. You're not really feeling this way, whatever. Or you're going to get caught up in it and, you know, you're gone. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, the the, uh, FDA has approved that for um, the trials. So that's actually going on right now. Um, I like the idea of of therapists actually being the ones who are, (coughs) excuse me, um, being in control of it instead of just releasing it to the public and be like, here you go. Do the lock. Because I don't think that's <laughs> beneficial <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> um, that might be for fun okay. purposes and rape purposes, but maybe not so much for helping people with uh, the therapist no. <laughs> come in with glow sticks on. Like, yeah. Who's <laughs> Who wants to get rid of the depression? <laughs> um, so. <laughs> they're in body paint, no tops on. Like, ah! they're, they're playing. Jack jams. <laughs> yeah, I'll read if it is. So, I mean, that sounds like a fucking blast, okay? <laughs> I mean, I love some jack jams and a good party, but. <laughs> uh, oh my God. So, yeah, you know, microdosing versus not microdosing and it doing different things, but I was looking up too how much Jamaica packages cost. And by the way, during this show, we do not condone anything. We do not say go out there and try these things. That's definitely not what our message here is today. I'm more for the um, pushing of them, passing it for therapeutic purposes the and not putting it. it into your own hands because you can really damage yourself if oh, you try to put yeah. things in your own hand and think that you know what you're talking about when you don't. Um, so don't go out there and start doing these things and saying, oh, the watch list told me that I should be doing these things. <laughs> I'm glad okay. you said that. Uh, I didn't even think to say that, but yeah. No, this is a um, disclaimer. disclaimer that we do not endorse Endorse. this but we are providing information for you to do your own research and if one day it becomes available for therapeutic purposes if you feel like that's meant for you then contact a therapist who has the means to get you in touch with that um 
So Jamaica packages, though, <laughs> are can range from seventeen hundred dollars to ten uh, or ten thousand five hundred dollars, depending on if you're taking a four day excursion um, or if you're taking a week long excursion at a fancy resort where they do this stuff. Uh, and from my understanding, that it can actually also include things like massages and. Shrooms and massages. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll just take it alone. If you're there for a week, you're probably not doing shrooms every single day. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I paid $10,000. <laughs> like, I don't think I got that full experience. Let's do that again. I got the Mario Luigi shroom experience <laughs> package, okay? You're like, I want to take all the pills. But uh, I, what I was reading is actually most of the time they do it with the capsules, like Jess was saying. But at the one that the Goob crew went to, they did the tea. So... Um. Shit, I just ate shrooms and then followed up with chocolate M&M's. <laughs> you know, my one client... That's the best way to kill the taste, man. I'm telling you, nothing else What does it taste like? For me. Shit, tastes like shit. Oh, well, it Gross does come shit. from cow manure, right? So yeah. it's like... Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Cow, cow manure is what? Fertilizer yeah. or something? Yeah, who know that... Who would know that, like, poop would make something so wonderful, right? <laughs> yeah. It's funny because, like, uh, I had a friend who was talking about shrooms and her experience with them. Because I'm always fascinated by this. And she said, yeah, you know, if it's a weekend, like, I'll be at home with my husband and, like, I'll take a, you know, um, a nip of a shroom. Like, yep. that, that does it for me. She I goes, do that, too. But she gets nauseous. So she'll go and she'll throw you gotta up. you got to eat something. And then she's like, and then I have some wine and a giggle and I'm fine. But I know I'm going to throw up. Oh, she <laughs> eat before? She, you got to eat before you take them. I I, I made the mistake of not eating before I took them before <laughs> when I was like 15. And all I could taste, like I was an empty stomach and all I could taste was shrooms for the whole time. It was disgusting. Oh, so every cigarette I smoked, like tasted it. Because oh, if you're God. on an empty Just stomach, that's... Cow shit, like bring yeah. it as you're yeah. smoking. It was rough, man. It was a rough <laughs> night. But then Home I started the tripping so hard. I was like, what shit taste in my mouth? <laughs> Your breath tastes like shit. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Probably, I'm sure it did. Oh, my um, God. You gotta figure, I mean, you know. No. So wait, did you watch Gwyneth Paltrow get high on shrooms? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, you know what? It's funny is that I really like the way that they actually have this show set up um, with the facts and just the way that the delivery is. But Gwyneth Paltrow actually doesn't really participate in most of the stuff. Uh-huh. She just talks about it and like, oh, what did you guys do this weekend or whatever that they were doing with Oh, each. she's interviewing people? Well, she talks with the experts who are in the field and that are teaming up with her people who are doing the one-on-one stuff. And then she's also with her chief editor or something of her, the magazine that she has or their company um, who actually experiences these things and does, but they claim that they, they're like, she's like, well, who did you take with you to Jamaica? Like, how did you decide on who was going to go and take shrooms? Yeah. And she's like, well, we just kind of like asked like who wants to go and do this and experience this. And it was more of a voluntary thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Gwyneth goes, oh, I tried, uh, I think she said, I tried LSD at one point with, she's like, with my boyfriend, who's now my husband. And he had to talk to me down. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gwyneth oh, Paltrow, she oh. used to be married to the guy from Coldplay. Yeah. yeah oh, she's married, married to uh, I'm not sure his name. I didn't look it up. But yeah, she's not married to that guy. I like Gwyneth Paltrow. I like I, every I actor her. who's ever been in a movie with her is so impressed by her. She's very like well spoken and very calm. Um, but man, these people were dissing her on these reviews of the show. People are assholes. like, damn. They're like, 
they show a bunch of vagina clips, and I'm like, yeah, they did. Yep, but that was only one aspect of so it. So does Pornhub. So uh-huh. you're still watching and, that and shit. It was pretty much people who were like, oh, there's a bunch of woo woo. I you know find it really funny yeah. when people talk so much shit about successful people, and I'm like, so you're jealous, right? Because your life fucking sucks. Right. Got it. Thanks. The thing is that <laughs> you watch a thing like this, and either it's for you or it's not. Yeah. But it's more of just, hey, this is out here. If you're into it, here is a method that you could go deep into that rabbit hole and look into mm-hmm. or just know about just because it's good to know what's going on in the wor- with the world even if you don't you're not into it um but to say oh this is not even you know like the the reviews that she was getting i thought were a little harsh because well, because it's not in my wheelhouse therefore it sucks yeah right. just like, don't watch it shut the fuck up nobody right. cares about your stupid ass opinion i don't know you and you probably suck yeah go. so if i like it i'll like it if i don't go, like it i won't like it go back <laughs> watching the real housewives and right I, exactly like, i don't like that shit no. but you don't see me like so trashy right and i think part of it I just is that <laughs> <laughs> just like when weed was um trying to be legalized there was some pushback from an older generation oh, who, yeah. or whatever who that were opposed to lettuce. it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I just called it devil lettuce not even that long ago. That was just hilarious. Really? Yes, oh, my God. I was talking about an incident with some family members, and I was like, my family used to think it was devil's lettuce. Devil's <laughs> like, I literally said lettuce. That. Oh, my God. My dad used to say, dope will make you stupid. <laughs> my dad smokes a lot of weed, so I don't know. <laughs> I think my dad did smoke a lot of weed, and I wouldn't be surprised if he still was. Right? <laughs> um, so I think in in that aspect, there's some people who do not like change because they're afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing that the FDA is starting to approve these trials to possibly have this come into play... I think would scare some people, and that's probably part of it too. Is uh, oh, they think this is a good idea. Well, they're not trying to give it to you. Shut up! Right? They're not. They're not. Shut up! In, they're not putting it in the water. You right. don't have to drink it. Right? Like, uh. If I'm gonna have fluoride, can I get some marijuana too? <laughs> I think I just like imagine I mean, all these shit. people in LSD coming out like zombies. Like Arr! they're like they're like, trying to get us all high. They're gonna Nobody. break. They're gonna break out therapy session. Like Arr! like coming down right. the road. Uh, <laughs> that's not how it's gonna be. But um, I mean, still, there's some people who even with the legalization of marijuana are so like, I knew this was gonna be a bad idea. Like what? <laughs> I think people are more happy now. Sorry, you don't like tax money. You don't like people being calm. You don't yeah. like people being yeah. paranoid while they're driving. And you do hate it when people get hungry and eat a bunch of chips and tacos <laughs> and candy. Yeah, uh, Taco Bell's like, no, do it, man. Get high. Run for the border. <laughs> then come to Taco Bell. Right. And, and just like Jess said, um, MD, MDMA um, is also coming into play because for PTSD, uh, they even had a guy talking about that with his experience in um, doing some of these trials and how it's helped him. Uh, so you have things, and at one point it got um, um, they made it illegal. But before that, obviously they were curious about it and were testing it out, and then just got scared because yeah, if you're not taking it in the right doses, it can be deadly. It can have Oh, yeah. Bad side effects. A lot of things can have bad side effects. Look oh, at yeah. the drugs, like prescription drugs. Oh my god! But yeah. possible may cause death. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, anal seepage. Okay, but my legs don't aren't restless anymore. So right. yay, right? But I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. So 
we can have many different things happen from what we consider the good drugs versus the right. bad drugs. Have you guys ever heard of... Really, um, the bad drugs are the real bad drugs. There's nothing wrong with pot. It doesn't have any long-term lasting effects. I don't even call that a drug It doesn't anymore. even kill brain cells. Alcohol kills brain cells. Weed, like, doesn't it gum them over or something it's not and then a it goes chemical, away? It leaves, like, so a film on it. it. No, it's not a man-made chemical. Right. You know? Yeah. Have you yeah. guys ever had uh, Aldous Huxley's the Doors to Perception. The that book is actually where Mm-mm. the Doors got their name. The oh. band. Um, the Doors of Perception was all of all. Uh, I always say it wrong. I'm always talking about it. Huxley, who wrote Brave New World. Um, it's all his experiments with LSD. Oh, and I have the book. If you guys ever want yep, to read it, I'll sure bring do. It in. Yeah. It's a uh, good and uh, this was like experiments. Like, gosh, I want to say like the 40s. Oh, no, wow. no, it wasn't that. Late, no old school. Um, I'll find out the year, but uh, it's funny because like I read it a long time ago. But one of my takeaways was that he took LSD and he's still performing all these experiments and what he's like on LSD. And he goes, and I recorded my f- voice into a phonograph. Um, so that's old. Oh, was. so, so he, he played it back. You know, a little RCA player. And he goes, I sound no no stupider than I normally do. <laughs> so it really didn't affect that at all. Right. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it it was really cool, but he called it the doors of perception because it just opens up all these new layers of it does. the way you perceive things. And mm-hmm. I'm like, can you perceive things in four dimensions? Can you see that? You can literally like have a mental growth spurt while you're tripping because you know you come to this uh, enlightenment thing. Or let's see, the last time I did it, like, and I just took a little bit because I just wanted a body buzz, but I'm starting to learn that now I'm more sensitive to things like that because yeah, I remember older. yeah when I was 22 like I killed off an eighth trip balls and it was all good and then you know I had like a couple like one cap and one stem and I was like wow man I got a pretty strong body buzz going <laughs> but I started getting anxious and then I like talked myself down from it and now like I'm getting better at doing that on a regular day-to-day basis so you have like these little awakenings I think well, you do when you do it. I mean, you've got to figure if you're unlocking all these different parts of your brain that are now working in that time, yeah. like synapses you know, are firing. Something good yeah. has got to come out of that. Could be good, could be bad, but you can always like turn that around, you know. That's what I'm interested in. I just need yeah. a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I need I need to be in a safe environment. I'll babysit you if you want to trip some balls and like All right, have we'll some do enlightenment that on the next watch list. <laughs> We're gonna spend eight hours here, and then you can be my babysitter. We'll switch. <laughs> Let's go to Taco Bell, <laughs> right? Um, so I just wanted to put this through to sixteen million Americans suffer from depression, and approximately one third of them are treatment resistant. Depression is also an epidemic worldwide, affecting three hundred million people around the globe. Psilocybin has already been proven effective as a mental health treatment in cancer patients suffering from end-of-life distress. Um, and from the conducted trials, they have consistently found that a significant number of patients saw their depression and anxiety cr- decrease, if not fully go away, while ranking their trips among the most meaningful experiences of their lives, alongside events like the, the birth of their first child. Um, so, yeah, there's a, a lot of people, like Jess said, who... Have not found answers. Um, I'm we are shrooms. not living in other people's shoes. So right. we cannot say, you know, for those people who are like so against everything. Well, you haven't experienced what other people have experienced. There's people who are suffering. And 
Um, I mean, there's people who aren't paying every day. And I think about those things, too, how horrible that is for people who have not been able to find pain management. So if it's not affecting you and you don't are not forced to take it, just chill out. <laughs> like, Well, because, okay, so antidepressants literally almost killed me. I tried to kill myself when I was taking Zoloft and oh, I wasn't shit. that depressed beforehand, but it made me so depressed that I took my entire prescription of Zoloft and like half of my prescription of uh, Xanax and I don't know how the fuck I'm alive because I really shouldn't be. I was about 15 pounds lighter, so that amount of pills probably should have killed me. Uh, but some people cannot take them. So, and you know what? If you've ever been in real depression, trying to pull yourself out of it naturally is fucking hard. Very hard. Because you're just hopeless. So, I mean, to all the people out there saying, oh, well, you shouldn't be messing around with this. Well, you know what? It's either be sad or try and do something and fix it. Right. And just because you can go to the doctor and take Zoloft and it works for you does not mean that that works for other people. Right. So um, maybe stop being so judgy. And again, no one's trying to give it to you. Right. So shut up. Yeah. I'm actually looking up... Uh, <laughs> Uh, mushrooms and MS and people on Reddit are saying microdosing helps with multiple sclerosis. See, this is the thing I'm curious about though. What are people saying when they say microdosing? Because to me, I'm the kind of person that is like scared now of like, oh, I don't like not being in control of myself. So like I'll take a couple shrooms to get a little body buzz. That's fine. I can still control everything in my brain at that point. But when it comes to like taking enough to where, you know, you're going to be real like jacked up on it, I'm like nervous about it. And I, it sounds like from what you're saying, if people are having all these awakenings and they're taking, you know, three grams or whatever, which mm. probably really isn't that much. Anyway, so that's supposed to be like the not microdosing. Oh, According to a, uh, an article not, that I okay. read, microdosing. Three grams is not microdosing, but like right. 0.4, I think, and under is microdosing. Well, that's probably like a stem or a cap or something, maybe. Maybe um, even a little but less. But like, like I said, disclaimer, I don't know. Yeah. So don't go out and be like, we are... said the microdosing, so I'm going to do 0.4. <laughs> like, don't, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. So I'm not right. telling anybody to go out there. And I definitely not saying go find your drug dealer to get mushrooms so you can go try this. Yeah. Uh, so please do not do that. Yeah. Um, but just from what I read in an article, it was saying that three grams is not a microdose. Okay, um, that makes sense because I feel like that's an actual dose. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, what do you mean a microdose? Like, how much are people taking for a regular dose? Like, now, yeah. uh, is the the mushroom strains, is, um, is, is one of them called O C R E V U S? See, okay, so that was another thing. I started kind of researching this a little bit because I was like, oh, that's something that I would be very interested in because it could work for me. Um, and I read an article that was saying that there's different strains of mushrooms that could have different effects and do different things for you and have different benefits. So now I'm just like, shit, I don't know. Yeah, I ate shrooms that came from shit. I know that. Is, I'm looking at um, Gina Four webinars explores potential of mushrooms to help manage MS. Um, and um, uh, and Jen, Jenny Fo is Gene Fo. I'm sorry. Um, an MS patient community that provides support, advice, and clinical trial matching recently co-hosted an online conference with uh, Trent Austin, 
who reviewed the most updated research and clinical evidence of substances, including medical mushrooms, vitamins, biotin, and cannabinoids, uh, to inform the public about these potential benefits and natural resources to alleviate several symptoms associated with multiple sclerosis. Uh, Medical mushrooms long have been used in Asia, but only now are gaining acceptance uh, elsewhere, as Hollywood just pointed out. Uh, they are used for a number of health problems, including cancer, and to enhance the immune system. Um, they really didn't say much more, but I guess th- they're experimenting now with the demyelinization of the brain. So really? that's good for me, so I can sign up. Right? So um, there was an- another thing I want to talk about on the show, too, because the, f- the first two episodes really intrigued me. So the first one was about the... Um, FDA and doing the trial studies and then them taking that, going to um, that setting where they were um, pretty much like babysat and did these uh, mushrooms. But the second one was talking about, and Casey you and Jess, you might already know this, but I didn't know this before I watched it. Have you ever heard of the Winhoff technique? No. no. What's that? Um, it's a guy who discovered a breathing technique. Um, and, you know, breathing techniques have been around for quite a while because you use them during meditation, you use them during childbirth for, like, Lamaze. Oh, yeah. um, Navy for- has a breathing technique, don't they? It's like uh, four seconds, um, breathe in, four seconds hold, four seconds breathe out. Yeah. It's supposed mm-hmm. to like, four, four, bring four. you down from an anxiety attack, I think, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I've uh, used that before. So have I. It helps. Yeah. Do it a few times until you calm down. So Sorry. they're saying that... Breathing techniques can actually alter the body, and um, this man had discovered this to uh, do cold therapy. So he works on his breathing techniques, and he claims that he can actually withstand extreme temperatures where most people would not be able to. Even to the point where he's that. trained his body so well that he, I think he won the Guinness World Record for withstanding and like being in such a I'm, I need to look it up real quick but um, I'm pretty sure he won the Guinness World Record of being in uh, extreme temperatures for so long um, <clears throat> excuse me and he claims he never gets sick because his immune system is so built up through doing these cold therapy sessions that it alters his body and allows him to fight off a lot of um, dude send me vitamin. that article yeah. interesting um, so, because tying in to what you were saying before, like breathing techniques can also make you have that cathartic experience because they'd use that in transcendental meditation. Uh, yeah, you guys, like everyone who's listening, you know, disclaimer don't don't do anything, don't breathe, <laughs> don't do anything <laughs> like that. I say because watch the episode, get enlightened, and then you know, but uh, um, so that's the second episode in that show, and. Um, what I was going to say is that he came up with these breathing um, routine and they had the goop lab take so many members and before they actually went out in the cold in the snow to test this out they were in just like a regular room and they were all laying down and keep in mind I'm laying in my bed at this time and I'm watching this in my room and I'm like oh I'll do these breathing techniques while I'm watching the show (laughs) and I had not worked out. I haven't worked out in a while. Didn't do anything strenuous that day. Didn't change anything, but I did these breathing techniques. So he said, like, saying how to do these breathing techniques. You, like, take so many breaths, and then you, like, speed it up, and then you you hold and, and 
the systematic way of doing it. And then all of a sudden my body started feeling really tingly and Ooh. numb. And he said, your body will start feeling tingly and numb. And I'm like, okay, I'm definitely feeling it. And then all of a sudden I just felt like relaxed all over. Like my whole body just felt like. Really? Uh, yeah. Ooh. But I want that. The next day. <laughs> I want to breathe. <laughs> the, the, I don't know if I overdid it, but the next day my body felt like hell. Really? It my pro- body felt like I just worked out like a ton and my body was so sore everywhere. Holly, it probably detoxed you. I don't know. I was like, like you a feel stress sh- detox. Yeah, or? well, it's stress, chemicals, anything. Like you, my body was just like a sore. massage. I felt like shit. Like not, I wasn't like sick or anything, but I felt like my body was like, oh my god, my body aches. But what I, about the next day? After, yeah. I felt fine. Oh. Yeah, it's just but like just, a massage. I was like, oh my god, I feel like I have to drink a bunch of water. Yeah, like so he should have gave a disclaimer saying drink a bunch of water, like we do as massage therapists. Huh. Like you're gonna be sore from all the lactic acid that's like coming well, out like, of your this system. Normal because I feel oh. like my body felt like beat up. That's probably what it was. You were doing a detox. That's interesting. I'm gonna do a detox by just breathing. Hell yeah, <laughs> I want to breathe. I was like, I was like, I don't know if this is normal, but I feel like I just worked out a shit time. Like my body, was I need like, a babysitter Ugh. for it, my breathing. It felt like, yeah, I was like, it felt like I either got a rough massage or like my like uh, I worked out and I haven't worked out in a while. I was like, oh my gosh, I like was in the shower. Like, oh my god, that's yeah. intriguing to me. <laughs> That something like just breathing could have effects like send, that. Send it to I, both of us. And, we want to all do it yeah, before the next I'm show. I'm totally going to do it. And I was telling I Jeremy, I'm like, oh. I'm like, Jeremy, remember the goop lip? Because he didn't want to watch it with me. He was like, ugh, Gwen Paltrow. Goopy Gwen. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Goopy Gwen. And I'm like, uh, he's like, yeah. I said, I ended up watching that show. And he's like, oh, how did you like it? I'm like, actually, it was really interesting and uh, something that I want to talk about on the watch list. Well, the one was talking about breathing techniques and He's like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. I've heard about his um, breathing techniques. And I said, I'm not saying it's because of the breathing techniques, but it's the only thing I changed. Right. right. Like, I did not eat differently before. I did not work out. There wasn't like I was lifting any, you know, it wasn't sure. like anything like that. But my body just felt like hell the next day. And I'm like, I don't know if it's because of, like you said, Casey, with the the detoxing and the um trying to purge whatever. But <laughs> I'm like... All I kept doing was praying that if I drank enough water, it would go away. <laughs> right. Damn. Uh, but yeah, my body was so beat up. And what's this guy's name that does the breathing technique? Winhoff. Like I Win think it's W Y N H O F. Winhoff. Um, Winhoff breathing. So technique. he took the crew. They did the breathing techniques, and he took them outside in the snow, had them stand in the snow barefoot and in bikinis, and ah. then they did these like breathing techniques and uh you have to watch it to actually get the full experience and see what i'm talking about but then eventually after they did so much breathing techniques and were outside in the cold he had them dive into freezing ice cold water Mm -hmm. like a lake nope (laughs) nope and uh then people were criticizing him on the internet saying oh this gwyneth paltrow show where these breathing techniques with a winhoff method um it's just bullshit because you can tell those people in bikinis are cold. Yeah, like, well, it's, it's winter, <laughs> like, dude. I'm sorry, like I'm I'm very selfish. Multiple sclerosis, Winhoff breathing technique testimonial. Oh, this is gonna be your new guru guy now, huh? Yep. No, no. disclaimer like, <laughs> gotta have benefits. Disclaimer with this because there was reported four people who died, and their family said, "Well, we think it's because of these breathing techniques." 
So whether that's true or not, or they were trying to get some money out of somewhere, I don't know. Right. But literally could be either. That's another reason why they were attacking this guy on the internet after that show too. Because like, well, there was four people reported dying from this technique, just Mm -hmm. so you know. Um, You can die from water. Yeah. (laughs) Right. You can. Well, they literally drown yourself from drinking too much water. And they think it was because the breathing techniques and being in the body of water. I don't even know. I'm going to leave that alone. um, So rest in peace to those four people. And I don't know exactly what happened and who knows. But anytime something comes up, of course, there's going to be some kind of bad that happens somewhere because I feel like that's some, you know, you should never do anything, obviously, to the extremes without talking to your doctor. And I'm sure there's certain health things. And (laughs) that being said... You did it and you didn't die, so I'm gonna do it. Well, I didn't. I didn't jump in an ice cold bath or anything. Just yeah, so I'm know. also not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just did some breathing techniques, and I was like, "Oh, I feel tingly. Like my fing- fingers felt tingly." And then all of a sudden, I just felt like, and I actually wasn't that tired before that, even though it was at night because my brain was up. And all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh, I feel really tired," and I ended up falling asleep after that. Oh wow! So, yeah, um, mm. probably in the middle of that episode is when they start doing the laying on the floor and doing those breathing techniques so you'll have to watch that and was this on netflix yeah okay it's called cool. the goop lab the goop it's the second episode got it got it that's For- weird that i haven't seen it scroll across my screen i saw you know? it as like the um the the big one when you first log in and it's yeah. like the new whatever i'm yeah. like oh that's definitely up my alley <laughs> yeah right um and then I'm still watching. I haven't got through all the episodes yet. Right now, I'm still on. Um, um, Hurry up, Holly! <laughs> there's no, that. I need you to watch that's the show for me so you can tell me about it. I know. There's, there's, there's some. There is a one that I was like, oh, I don't know. This is kind of weird because they talk about uh, energy work and, but not like the energy work that we're used to. This guy, he's like, I don't even know if I wanted to come in the show, honestly. Because at first I was like, people are not going to take this right. Right. Because it looks like people are either seizing on my table or they're having orgasms. Whoa. And. That's never happened when I'm doing right. <laughs> right. So he takes them and they literally like he does some technique without even really touching them. And like energy work, we're hovering over your hands, sure. but also moving up and down. And when he does that, their body parts like are moving up with his hands almost like. Like a puppet. Like a magician. Like. Weird. You have to watch that too. Um, and they'll have emotional experiences. One of the ladies actually had uh, um, sleep paralysis, I think it was. She was having sleep paralysis and she said something, something about her chest was really tense and because of it. Um, and then he was working on that. Wild. <clears throat> so, yeah, what's her name? Juliana. Uh, what, or the girl from Dancing with the Stars? Juliana, I don't even know. Um, she was on it, and she was already a big supporter of him because she already had so many sessions with him before, and she claims that he helped her so much in her life and get to a better place that um, she was test like a testimony on there. And she was having... Um, like her body was vibrating and it was it was kind of weird. I'm like, I'm I'm just not used to seeing that style. So I'm like, how does that how does that work compared to what we're doing? You know, with right. energy work. Um, 
I would like to look that up even more too, but I didn't get to that point. I gotta watch this show now. You already you sold me. <laughs> I'm sold. I want to see some vaginas and people twitching on tables. <laughs> Uh, like I said, uh, I'm not even like Gwen Paltrow is okay, but I wasn't like a huge Gwen Paltrow. Yeah, you can person. take her or leave her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she is okay, and that's actually where I saw the dietary thing too, because Casey and I were talking about earlier about um, dietary eating and talking about vegan versus like Mediterranean style versus um, what was the other one? Gluten free and yeah, gluten free and. Uh, they did three different styles of uh, <coughs> on the show. They did three different styles of diets. One was vegan. One was like a Mediterranean one, I think, and then the other one was a fasting. But the fasting had five days worth, and they had different packets. You had to eat like there was soups in there, and there was like a breakfast bar, and then it, it would range every day what they would have in these boxes. But that was the only thing you were allowed to eat all day. And Gwyneth did that. Yeah, fasting is, because um, I do fasting, and I like doing fasting. And the longest fast that I've ever attempted was three days. Um, but I didn't really work my way. I mean, they said you should only do it three times a year. And that um, that one was five days, and it had, like, soup and stuff in it. Yeah. But they were, like, packets of soup. They have their already... And I, I believe in fasting because the organelles in your body, and it does, in I'm going to use quotation here, reverse the aging process because the or, old organelles in your body that usually just hang around, it forces your pathology to kill off those old organelles in your body and create new ones. So that's in every organ in your body, in your brain, everywhere throughout your body. All these organelles are being dumped because you're starving them. Um, and then, uh, you know, and that's for your skin too, everything. And you just feel better. I mean, I don't work out having eaten anything and I don't anymore. And like people say, well, why don't you like, uh, work out at night? I'm like, because I fast, like I, I have to work out fasted, you know, cause it's also like preemptively burning calories. It's almost like cheating. You know, it's like, well, I just burned 400 calories. So once I do break my fast, you know, um, but, uh, no, I, and I believe it for illnesses too. Like, um, what was the old saying? Feed the cold, starve the fever. Um, if you fast, of course we want comfort things when we're sick. Some of us, like me, like I want to keep eating. Um, but if you fast, like it forces that virus out of your body. Again, disclaimer, like you were saying, like I'm not a doctor, but, uh, and, and ask your doctor or dietitian before you try fasting or anything, but, uh, I'm a firm believer in it. And I, I feel so great when I'm fasted. I think better. I think I when I'm writing um, and, you know, writing books, I'm like I'm in a fasted state. Mm-hmm. She said that she felt great the fourth day in, but then the fifth day she was like, I'm feeling really run down. Um, and then they said, you know, you shouldn't do it any longer than, they, than the five days and then only three times a year because your body can actually, it can slow your metabolism. Metabolism down, mm-hmm. and then even when you get off of it, it would be irreversible. Yikes! So, um, that that could be something that happens with long term. The longest person that the like the fasting. world record for fasting was uh, this guy fasted for a whole year. What? what? That doesn't even seem healthy. Did it eat? 
Wow. His metabolism is probably fucked up now. I, I can't <laughs> look this guy up. He didn't eat actual what? food for how the how did he live? Because we were saying that in this show too, they were talking about three different ways of dieting, uh, and that they were testing. Oh, and they did. You have to watch the show. I don't want to give everything away, but it's really interesting. They were talking about age versus three hundred eighty-two days um, without food. How did he get it? Angus. Uh, how did he live? Barberry. Uh, dude, and he wait, well, look, he lost two hundred seventy-six pounds because he was severely overweight before that. So he just stopped eating. And then, like, let's see. Yeah, he holds a record. 1965, 27-year-old man from Scotland checked into Maryfield Hospital uh, in Dundee. Initially, only a short fast was planned due to doctors believing that short fasts were preferable to longer ones, which they are. Um, So he insisted he adapted so well that he was eager to reach his ideal weight. So for 382 days, ending on... uh, the 11th of July, 1966, he consumed only vitamins, electrolytes, zero-calorie beverages such as tea, coffee, and sparkling water, although he occasionally uh, consumed small amounts of milk and or sugar with the beverages, especially during the final weeks of the fast. He quit working at his father's fish and, fish and chip shop, which closed down during the fast, um, and his weight started starting weight was 456 pounds and he stopped fasting when he reached his goal weight of 180 after his weight loss he moved to warwick and he had two sons and he died in 1990 wow you know what though i guess if you're probably getting all the vitamins that you need and you're getting electrolytes and you're getting water then would you need food well i mean he only lost we're eating food for the vitamins and sustenance and energy right right but i mean like the fasting thing for one thing, I want to know, was he just a ton of loose skin after that? That, yeah. Because they don't mention him working out or anything. And then number two, um, which I don't think you could fast in that long, even work out. How do you have energy? You couldn't. There's no way. And then I lost 115 pounds in a year and some change. So, and that was doing Atkins and weightlifting and... So I was eating. Yeah. So he loses, and I my starting weight was like two seventy five. So me, it was less than him. Yeah. But let's look at the difference: one hundred and fifty, one hundred and fifteen pounds, and he went a whole year not eating. Is that the difference in weight really worth it? No. It was only like you know. Well, and thirty also, pounds off. If you're not <laughs> eating, that means that you're losing weight pretty rapidly, you're right? You're losing muscle, too. Well, you're so you're losing like... muscle, but you're losing weight. But then your skin, the elasticity in it doesn't have enough time to catch up. Like, if you're losing weight really, 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 really fast like that, mm. there's no way your skin can keep up with it, right? Right. It's just I not. Skin. I want to know what he ate after that. Right? How, what do you break your fast with? Right. Yeah, that's like, what I'm that's... curious. I mean... A long time. Not eating for a year. What would be the probably taco? A, I'm gonna eat a taco wrapped in pizza. Or a <laughs> taco be so with a bad. I feel like you're so sick. <laughs> you would. like after you eating profusely like that. throw yeah. off. I'm and, sure. And your stomach uh, shrinks. And I want to know how his metabolism yeah. is after because I think you were out right. of the room Does at that time. One? Well, yeah, because yeah. we were saying like Gwyneth Paltrow did this five day uh, fast because there was a uh, they were doing a study on her show about different diets and one of them was like doing a five day fast with this whole packaged kit it comes with so many things per day you can eat but they're really mm-hmm. limited um and the people were saying 
yeah, five days. And the lady was like, well, can you do it for longer than five days? And they said no, because you could um, risk having your metabolism slow down and not being able to be reversed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that they only recommend it three uh, times a year. So you're taking a year. <laughs> right. And I wonder, if, did you go back? <laughs> Did your metabolism just stop working? Like, do you even have a thyroid anymore to just die off? I want to see that blood work. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, was that healthy? I mean, I'm, you know, I got, Ooh, I like wonder- I said, I got an open mind, but I'm just yeah. curious what that does to your body for that long. Well, There's people lots of also, questions. they fast for religious reasons, too, like yeah. Ramadan and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the people fast for like 30 days mm-hmm. and they're fine. You know, so I mean, Lent, things like that. I'm Christians just kind of go yeah. on fast too, not like non denominational churches. They'll just go on fast to try and cleanse themselves and get closer to God. I don't think it's like a going without being humbled. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't want to not eat. <laughs> I don't ever want to not eat. I like food. I'm but you know, yeah, I really am too now. Like I made chicken for dinner, but it didn't last too long. <laughs> oh man, what the... um, All right. Did you say there was something? Did you say there was something you want to talk about? You wanted to put your. Uh, you said your opinion. Oh no, not really. <laughs> I just want to add my opinion to whatever you had to say. Oh, because you're. I, I was like, oh, do you have something to talk about? You're like, well, I have some opinions about something. Lately. Oh yeah, I always have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like we could talk shit, like whatever. I, I didn't bring no articles. I just brought my opinion. I, so one thing that really doesn't have to do with the watch list that I was just like watching before I came here when I was trying to jot down some notes too, um, was that the I think it was the Grammys, right? That took place last night. Yeah, I didn't even know they were still a thing. Yeah. One thing I will say, though, is that lover or hater, Demi Lovato, I don't know if you saw her performance. People are talking about that. What was up with that? Um, because I think it was the first time she performed in a big like event like that since she um, almost died. Oh, yeah. And the song is about a, pretty much a cry for help saying that nobody's listening to her and she feels stupid about even making music or uh, like no, like she wants somebody to help her. You have to actually listen to the song. I Google or I YouTubed it and watched it. Um, and I actually started crying when I was watching her because she started crying when she started um, singing it in the beginning and then she stopped. And she like had the guy who was playing the piano restart so she could get through the song again. Damn. But once she got through the song, she she delivered it so well. And then you could tell she was still feeling emotions about it. Um, I guess she created the song, I think, about a, a year ago, so many days before her overdose. And so she's probably going through those emotions of how she felt in the past, but um, she made it through. And in her very last line of her song, she, you have to watch it. It's it's pretty powerful. But I was like, I'm not even like a big Demi Lovato fan. Right. But I'm like, girl, I feel you. Somebody Aww. help her. <laughs> Damn. Now I want to watch that now. You're selling me on everything here. Like, gotta watch that. Grammy performance. Oh, you scared the hell out of me. <laughs> Dave from IT and the D just popped and scared the hell out of me. Uh, um, having an emotional moment. Yes, watch it. Demi Lovato. Watch, watch the Goop Lab. Tell us what you think. Um, but also, I, you know, I shared 
I shared the Rolling Stone post about um cyclosemen. Uh, I'm gonna say it wrong. Cyclosemen <coughs> and how uh, the Royal Rolling Stone had um, published an article about it possibly be coming out in uh, 2021 for you know therapeutic uses. Um, and then tell us what you think about the show. If you have any thoughts or opinions, um, all I got are opinions. welcome. <laughs> and also, uh, watch the Demi Lovato <laughs> Grammy uh, performance because it's very moving. And you know, we should all support each other, and we all have our our moments. So, um, right. let's just uplift each other. Right. Do you have anything? Love else? That work. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else to say? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> this like I know we didn't take a break, so sorry. No, we that's great. Through, we but, uh, all straight through. That's fine. Yeah. Well, I guess. Well, I'm Keith Pierce. I'm Holly and Joss. 